Welcome to the Center for the Performing Arts at Penn State. I'm Communications Director Laura Sullivan, and you're in tune with previews. At the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee, my parents keep on telling me just being here is winning, although I know it isn't so. But it's a very nice, very, very nice, very, very nice, very nice beginning. How do you spell fantastic? S P E double L I N G B double E, of course. It's the Tony Award winning musical comedy, the 25th annual Putnam County Spelling Bee. Six young people in the throes of puberty, overseen by grown-ups who barely manage to escape childhood themselves, learn that winning isn't everything, and losing doesn't necessarily make you a loser. Previews editor John Raffis spoke by phone with Spelling Bee cast member James Call, who starting this month reprises his role as Vice Principal Douglas Panch, a part he played on tour last season. Hear firsthand why Call was drawn to the show and why he thinks you will be too. You were in the tour, the national tour of um, Spelling Bee last year, were you not? I was, yes. So you're reprising your role. Yeah, yeah. I was uh, glad they asked me to. I had quite quite a lot of fun with it last year. Many of the people doing the show have been in in a production of Spelling Bee, not all in the same one, but uh, there are some cast members joining us from uh, what used to be the uh, Boston production. Right. And then we have a few people joining us from the Chicago production. There are about three or four of us returning from last year's tour. So we'll, we'll put it all together and it'll be a new show, which will be kind of fun. Why don't you tell me a little bit about the show? Uh, sure, it is indeed a, uh, it's a competitive spelling bee sort of wrapped up inside of a, a Broadway musical. And it, um, it kind of took everybody by surprise when it became such a hit because it began as an, um, just as an improv skit and then turned into a play uh, with uh, a, an improv group called The Farm. Then uh, they were doing it as a play and um, Wendy Washerstein, the playwright Wendy Washerstein, came to see it um, because her nanny was in, one of the cast members in the show and she thought it would make a great musical. So she convinced one of her best friends who happened to be Bill Finn, William Finn, the composer, she convinced him to go see it off-Broadway and he agreed that it would indeed it was great material for a for a musical, so that's how it all became a musical. And um, we obviously obviously had good judgment because yeah. the uh, the book for the musical uh, won the Tony for best uh, book for a, a musical show. So um, yeah. it was a strong script. William Finn is um, also the composer of Falsettos, a, a show I'm sure many people are familiar with. Rachel oh. um, Scheinkin earned that Tony for the uh, for the book. You um, play the vice principal, and, and his job, among other things, is to be sort of the official announcer for this for this spelling right. bee. So right. his take on that is that he gets to provide a lot of rather ridiculous usage examples <laughs> when people ask for, you know, could you use that in a sentence yeah, or give me a definition, exactly. which provides the show a lot of its humor, which is great. Do yeah. you Is all of that scripted, or do you get to ad-lib no. any of that? Oh yes, that's that's one of the things that that appealed to me about the role and about the show was the uh, improv nature of mm-hmm. the piece. Um, obviously, the words that the the cast members spell those are scripted because mm-hmm. uh, they need to obviously spell them correctly to stay in a certain amount of time you right. know, to fit within the story. But we have four audience volunteers who come up on stage every single performance, which in itself is 
a delight and a challenge because it's basically like adding four new cast members every show. Right. And they're, they're volunteers. They're strictly volunteers. They're not forced up on stage. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they're up there to compete in the spelling bee. So my, most of my interaction is with those volunteers, and I, I give them words depending on how, depending on the, you know, how the show is going, how long we want to keep them up there. We try to stump them with harder words, but often that doesn't work. Um, and we also make up really fun introductions for the volunteers, depending on perhaps how they're dressed or what their name is. Yeah, we had some, some interesting uh, celebrities on tour, a lot of sports figures in the various towns, uh, local uh, politicians, a lot of local newscasters will yeah. be celebrity volunteers because they'll do it for charities. And we've had a few actors as well, um, you know, as celebrity types. Do you have any particular favorite ad libs that you that you came up with on the spot that that are memorable that you'd like to to use again uh, when possible? Or? I, I yeah, absolutely. We came up with a few. We've had a few uh, visibly or noticeably pregnant volunteers <laughs> up there, which makes for a lot of fun because mm-hmm. they're supposed to be kids. Well, you know, right. they're supposed right. to be young adults. <laughs> so we have some fun with that, and we've had people in uniform, or mm-hmm. we had one one or two priests, so we get some some fun out of their, you know, their dress, you know. Um, but a lot of the jokes that came up, the, the, the ones that went over the best, because you could tell they were obviously made up on the spot, were jokes that we would make up using the person's name. You know, we actually had, in two separate cities, we had two gentlemen come up, and their, their last names were Beaver. <laughs> so you can imagine we had some fun with that. Oh, I bet you had fun with that. Yeah, and the choice of words we gave them, we tried to correspond with the mm-hmm. so, um, <laughs> but you no know, we try to keep it family friendly you know but uh, some, right. the, the show is they say it's for ages 10 and up but there are some adult themes in the show right. I mean one one of the contestants is dealing with um, coming into uh, going through puberty manhood yes, <laughs> yes. Uh, he, there's an entire song about his unfortunate erection right. Right. Um, but during it, he's throwing candy into the audience, so most of the little kids are yeah. concentrating on that. So. I, I think that sort of thing is the, the kind of thing that would go right over the heads of younger audience members yeah. if they happen to yeah. be there. And um, but and but there are some there are some performances in in selected cities where there actually are adult nights where the entire audience is like older than sixteen, and you do yeah. a little off color. Now, of it course, we're not going to have that here, but no. <laughs> but but uh, that sounds actually like a lot of fun for. I for heard. I have not. Know. Believe it or not, I have not. We weren't able to do it on tour because we weren't in cities long right. enough. We have a few longer stays this go around. We have some three week stays, so we might. Yeah. I think some of the sit-down performances, like in Chicago, I think they yeah. do that. In fact, because I think obviously it pays off a lot better if you've seen the real show and then you come right. back and see the adult version. Right. Then there's a bigger payoff. But but no, I, I find it very challenging because I get to create a lot of the. Um, I get to add a lot of the local references in each city, and I get to create new. Um, you know, pick just pick words out of dictionaries and find crazy sentences for them. So I do. I kind of travel with the dictionary, and when I can't sleep, I just. Start thumbing through it, and coming up with jokes. You're probably a way better speller than you were before you were first yes, cast. Yes, I am. <laughs> That's for sure. 
as you mentioned, the premise of the show is that you know it's it's actually done like a real spelling bee and, and kind of in real time. And yeah. the actors um, who I think you know do an amazing job. I'm sure many of them are in their 20s. Perhaps some of them are even a little older than that. Uh, and they're portraying like 10 to 13 year olds and and do it so well that you you know pretty quickly forget that you're not um, listening to and and watching adolescents. That's really a lot of the fun of the show because they're sort of misfits, but they have this great talent. They can spell, and that's what allows them to to um, seek their fame and fortune in a spelling bee. Exactly, yeah. And it's because it, the story, uh, because it's a musical, the musical numbers sort of take you out of the real world of mm-hmm. the spelling bee and it sort of tells the backstory of many of these, these kids, you know, what their home lives are like and why they're at this bee and how they're trying to fit in. So the, the sort of the, the moral of the show is that Winning isn't everything, and right. if you're a loser, that doesn't... It, just because you lose, that doesn't make you a loser. And everybody finds their way to fit in, including the adults, the three of us who play the adults. We all are a bit... We're all misfits, and we sort of find our place in this community, you know, mm-hmm. this world, and... Uh, the other two adults are, one of them is, um, she's sort of the mistress of ceremonies, and she's a former winner of this spelling bee like 20 years earlier. Yeah. Um, I guess she's a real estate agent, in, the, the most successful real estate agent in, in Putnam County. Yeah. She's fictional. Putnam County, USA, could be anywhere. And then the other adult is the uh, the gentleman who I, I guess is on probation, and he's doing his community service um, by being the comfort counselor, which is kind of a fun idea. Here you have a juice box you've you've lost, but <laughs> we appreciate your uh, participation. Yeah, they all get a hug and a juice box on their way out. And, and that's fun. And that's nice. You know, Mitch, the cat, that character, Mitch Mahoney, at the beginning does not want to be there. And none of us really do. I mean, the, well, Rona Lisa, the moderator, does because mm-hmm. she's in her glory. Um, I'm, my character is back after a mysterious five-year absence, and um, I'm a little hesitant, a little scared to be back. You know, in this, I have a bit of an anger management issue and <laughs> don't really like children, so yeah. uh, it's a bit of a challenge for me. But, but the, yeah, the character of Mitch really, uh, he's got kind of a wonderful journey because he becomes sort of the, uh, just the, the guru in the piece and, you know, really helps the kids out a lot and, uh, but they're all they're all fun and well written characters. Each of the students has a quirk. Like the yeah. the uh, probably the most famous one is um, William Barfay, who everyone mispronounces his name Barfy, um, who actually has a, a foot that he spells out the words with his foot, and then um, he's able to read like the tracings from the from the uh, floor of of, of uh, how to spell the word, which is fun. One of them goes into a trance. Um, they're they're all quirky characters. There's there's one uh, Marcy Park who's you know sort of the the smarty pants know it all who speaks six languages and can right, play you know driven. Mozart backwards and so they 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 could be stereotypes, but it sounds like the show really takes them beyond that and really fleshes them out and, and makes you find these kids compelling. It really does. I I was quite surprised because when I heard about the show, that's it exactly what I thought. Oh, these are going to be stereotypes and they're going to be, and I, I was never, I've never been fond of adults playing children on stage, mm-hmm. but when I went to see this show on Broadway, I was so drawn into it and so moved by it because they aren't stereotypes and because the actors aren't asked to play them as stereotypes like most mm-hmm. adults playing kids have to do. Right. Um, as you said, they are such, they're so thoroughly drawn out and I think what works so well with this piece is that everybody uh, in the audience, will see themselves up there uh, in one of these characters. We'll, you'll see yourself 
at that period in your life in one one or more of these characters. And so everybody can sort of relate to what what these kids and adults are going through. So, you know. And it's very moving. I was shocked at how moved I was by the piece. I knew I'd heard it was funny and, you know, just hysterically funny you know, puns and crazy sentences, but I was really surprised how moved I was by the piece. Want a chance to show your smarts and be a part of the show? Sign up in the lobby the evening of the performance for a chance to spell on stage. Four guest spellers will be selected at each performance, and our celebrity speller on September 20th will be Penn State President Graham Spanier. Come join the fun! Tickets are on sale now for the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee on stage September 19th and 20th at Eisenhower Auditorium. Purchase online at www.cpa.psu.edu or by phone at 1-800-ARTS-TIX. For the Center for the Performing Arts, I'm Laura Sullivan. At the 25th Annual Putnam County Spelling Bee is bit bizarre. But since the time is now, holy cow, we shall make a 